welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults or follow us on social media. Ayo, we are back in the podcast studio with the lovely Miss Anna Grace. And I mean, this cool guy that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, probably haven't, but uh, Tim Hunter. We were just talking about silence. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything. Um, I, I, how did you like that lead up? I know that was just so. I like. I think ego. I like the fearless leader one slightly better. Okay. Because that makes me feel like I'm like. Which actually, funny story. This oh I, we talk about this. Um, Soon we're off. <laughs> our last crossroads of the semester. Um, we did our our widows outreach. Mm-hmm. during Thanksgiving. And one of this 94-year-old lady that one of the groups visited, she was super touched. She called me. She sends a letter in. And um, she took pictures. Of the, I mean, it was it was amazing. But it's really funny because she, she entitled the envelope that she mailed to me, Tim Hunter and the Crossroads Teenagers. <laughs> so then, like, the only image in my mind was that I'm, like, this, like, warrior running into battle. And behind me is, like, this just... Hundreds of like thirteen year olds with Nerf guns and like <laughs> pop rockets. You're not wrong whatever. though. I mean, <laughs> ring pops. <laughs> just, so that's kind of what I've been ruminating. So fearless leader slash with teenagers in the background, an army of teenagers to come with to Nerf presence. guns. I mean, after the high school retreat, I'm sure you probably do have an army of fearless teenagers Teen- who well, would come fight for you with Nerf guns. Maybe. And those teenagers have <laughs> oh. across, and there are some teenagers, are. Uh, 18, 19, so shout out. It's true. But when I think teenager, I think like 14, 13, 15. Those are like fresh teenagers. Fresh, fresh so. teenagers. Yeah. I did As a little bit of interim like middle school ministry. <laughs> 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 well, before our amazing, if you're at Olive, and kind of, many of you serve with them, uh, Pastor Chad, our middle school minister, um, I remember I had to kind of hold down the fort for a few months um, before Chad was hired. And, like, oh, it, it, he has a special gift because, like, he does. it is, mm-hmm. that he is, like, does. that's church in the wild. That's church, that's church <laughs> in the wild. Like, you're, like, mid-sermon and some kid's, like, groveling on the floor looking for his ring pop that he dropped. <laughs> Like, another one's, like, just singing to himself. Truly, like the, the and, true heroes and you're like, the church. How do you rebuke them from the stage <laughs> but not be overly mean? That's and then true. keep... Oh, man. So, yeah. Chad... Because they'll remember that. Like, if you call them out and you make a big impression, they will remember that forever. And yeah. I probably did that a few times. So and it's really good that Chad came and did. Because I remember, like, my life... Well, there I remember... no middle school ministry. <laughs> well, I remember... <laughs> Just to like, yeah. So I think it was my last week, and I remember, I think Chad was either already there or I knew he was going to be there the next Wednesday. So my patience was like just going down because I'm like, they're about to have a new sheriff. So one of the, so a few of the kids were misbehaving. In the middle. <laughs> yeah. 
one of the a few of the kids were misbehaving, you know, and I was just like, you know what? You sure you weren't one of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I literally toward the end, I I'm like, guys, and and they weren't like you could see the leaders were telling them to stop talking, and it was just one of those nights where they weren't. And so I kind of gave them a lecture after I finished my message. And uh, part of the thing I would do is I would get them too hyped up with crazy illustrations. Oh, like, I'd smash a guitar and then expect them to be, like, really... <laughs> like, that's a real illustration I did. That, no wonder, Tim. <laughs> Tim. So they'd be like, yeah! Let's, and then, like, they'd be... T- but the thing with them is they'll talk about it for the next ten minutes. Like, you smashed it. And I'm like, well, we're on point three, movement four, application six. Like, let's... like it's, like at the end of the sermon yeah. by this time. I'm working through like practical implications, and you're still well, being like. Well, if you like, were going through that much of a message, like. No, I mean. <laughs> yeah, if you true. have that many points, true. Mm, Again, Maybe the moral of the story is it's really there. good that that Chad was hired. <laughs> but the funny thing I always remember is I get on the stage and I literally go, I'm like rebuking them, and a few of them like start laughing, and I just go, I like go deadpan. I'm like, disobedience isn't funny. Ooh, and then the whole room just goes dead silence, and then I just kind of. <laughs> Getting a little bit of the preaching cadence, and I'm like, mode. yeah, I'm like, disrespect <laughs> isn't funny. Not listening to your teachers isn't funny. Ooh. Ignoring, and I just like listed at like six or seven, oh and then I'm like, word. I'm like, I love you guys, but I expect better from you. Ooh. And then I just, <laughs> <laughs> so I part of me, part of me really, <laughs> there are kids still having nightmares about that, waking up in a panic. Well, and then just I'm disappointed. <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> Just to kind of like continue on real quick, I know we're spending way too much time on this, and I think we'll save our other intro for the next one. <laughs> so Tyler Ward, so <laughs> Tyler Ward is like one of the middle school like main stars. Like he was doing worship, and he's still I think he's still in there every week, and he's a small group leader. Um, but I remember I I, I told I think it might have been that night or a night close to that, and I'm like. I'm like, hey, like, guys, when you go in the small groups, your teachers, if you are not going to listen to them, if you're not going to pay attention, if you're distract, they're going to send you out of your small group, and you're going to come sit with me in the lobby. And we're just going to sit there. Not the lobby. And, like, the big six, seven, eight lobby. And I would just kind of, like, be sitting on this bench, and if they just sit with me, we'd just sit there. And I'd be like... So... Well, what happened is I had a few kids in mind that I was like, I was like, they need to be the ones sitting with me. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm just kind of chilling, talking to a couple other people, like not really thinking like, like maybe one or two kids will be sent out. And like the nicest, sweetest kid comes out crying. <gasps> oh. <laughs> like someone I'm actually like really good friends with their family. Like he's um, like known Andre his whole life, like a tremendous kid. And he basically, like, got the the bad end because I think he, like, dropped something and, like, laughed. And Tyler was just, like, out. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so technically, he laid down the law, but it was, like, I'm, like, dang it. So he just no. came over and I'm, like, I just came, I'm, like, what'd you do, bro? He's, like, I just, I talked. I'm, like, that's all good, man. And I'm, like, and I'm just, like, how's school? <laughs> oh. Poor kid. So all that to say. I mean. It's really good that I'm probably not. Still not with. School. You're, you're, you've uh, graduated a little bit into <laughs> actually the people who are graduating. So, yes. but I mean, I think maybe you don't serve in middle school or see the, you know, the beautiful victories 
mm-hmm. and the challenges mm-hmm. yeah. of middle school. However, I think everyone has experienced going home for the holidays and the imma- immense amount of chaos mm-hmm. that can ensue when you step back into your family systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, a, that's a fun topic we're going to tackle today. Yay. Family <laughs> at the holidays. Dead silence. <laughs> I'm just thinking... No. We talked about restoration last time, so I think yeah. this is this is a good. I think this it'll be a yeah. good, interesting topic. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's always interesting when you go off to college, or maybe you go off to college and then graduate and then settle in a different town than your hometown. And then you go back, and you expect a whole lot of change to have happened because you feel like you've changed so much. And then mm-hmm. you realize that, like, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same. And so maybe your expectations are a little bit um, out of whack there. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's not that. Maybe it's you're, you move away and you get involved in a great community and you have grown spiritually. And then you go home and your family is unsaved and so that's a really tough environment to go back into and so how do you um adjust how do you um love your family well and show them how do you them... not end up on an episode of Jerry Springer oh <laughs> <laughs> like, valid question wow like uh, I always think of there. that as the most dysfunctional fa- like oh boy. I barely even seen it but every time it's like I'd be in a doc you know it, it's one of those uh like doctor's office shows where like you're sitting there and mm-hmm. it's like, why is this being playing? I don't even That's... know if it's still on, but it'd always be like a mother's bringing daughter to court because of this and that. And it's just yeah. like so much dysfunction. So it's true. There's a lot of dysfunction. Yeah. So how do you keep your family from going on Jerry Springer during the holidays? That's the real question we're going to answer today. Mm-hmm. Grace mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Or is this do you guys think this is a common issue with people? No, like, I I absolutely believe so. I think that I think Anna Grace actually really did lay it out very well. Of just, I think this is why your young adults, especially once you graduate out of college, but even even coming going to college and coming back or yeah. living with your parents while you're going yeah. to college, it's just a topic that we navigate, and I. It's new. Like we have no template because uh-huh. this is this is your starting mm-hmm. out life, you know. And of course in Christian circles we hear, you know, like on your parents, you know, and that's I think one of the things that are in Obey the or you die. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of in the forefront. So when you're facing these challenges of like, okay, I'm now starting to really believe that like God is my covering, mm-hmm. God is mm-hmm. like, you know, my relationship with the Lord is my own. Um, how do you <clears throat> become an individual in Christ mm-hmm. while also honoring and portraying the gospel to your family? You know, um, but I think a couple, you know, practical ways that we can look at this um, is like listen more than you speak. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, m- really posturing your heart and like taking a step back and really portraying mm-hmm. humility. Yeah. And empathy mm-hmm. right. for, okay, 
I think this is how I'm feeling in these moments. You know, if we have a heated mm-hmm. discussion or if, mm-hmm. like, you're stepping back into the chaos of, like, you know, extended family and seeing, yeah. like, kind of the relationships and maybe, you know, we're all family and we're all human, so there is going to be brokenness there. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see that be a little bit more punctuated because you've been out of it mm-hmm. or you're growing and your perception is different you know so it might be a little bit more like feeling like sand in a wound but really look at it as sandpaper of sanctification of like okay Mm -hmm. how is this crafting me into more like christ Mm -hmm. and how can i show christ in these moments and and i think uh i'll be honest like most of the things you're talking about are things i like really failed at um and, and many of you probably have too like especially some of us have, we've grown a lot in our walk with Christ, mm-hmm. but you go back to family sometimes and, and now some of you have amazing homes mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, still like, like this, share it, rate, <laughs> subscribe. Um, but maybe another one. <laughs> just <laughs> share this with the person where you yeah, maybe, uh, send it uh, you to know, them and be like, yeah, yeah I friend. know that you're dysfunctional. <laughs> so, but <laughs> Here's um, my gentle admonition. <laughs> of... I know it's going to be a struggle this holiday. Here, listen to this. Here, listen to this. <laughs> but literally, like, empathy. everything, <laughs> this list that we're about to go through is, like, all things. I just thought of it because it's everything I didn't do, yeah. which would cause this frustration of, like, yeah. and I started to get, like, especially with discipling guys, I'm starting to kind of be known as um, someone who's fairly progressed in their faith, yeah. a leader. And I go yeah. home, and I'm like, why am I arguing with my mom? Why yeah. am I... Yeah. And <clears throat> and a lot of what Grace just said, listen more. Like, that is one of the first things. The other yeah. thing is, is bite your tongue. It kind of ties in the first. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you hate Trump and your <laughs> mom is going on and on about how he's the answer and the we solution. No, no, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. Just, just bite your tongue. You know, that's one of the things. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's so hard to do it with your family for a reason because you feel like you need to... I, I don't know. It's, it's this weird psyche. But, like, think about it. it. Who cares if your mom hates Trump and you love him or loves him and, you you know, like, whatever it is. Yeah. whatever. For whatever reason, like, we jump on our parents so many times for their opinions. Yeah. And, like, we wouldn't even do that to our friends, you know. Um, yeah. So that's one encouragement. Just bite your tongue. Start, like, kind of making a game out of it. Like, how often can I, like, not say something? You know, when the <laughs> – now, obviously, like – I'm not saying don't stand up for truth. I'm not saying don't speak Jesus. I'm not saying, but good boundaries. set like a five, 10 second of like, am I, yeah, set good boundaries, right? Like there's times to speak up. Um, but a lot of the things that turn into fights, there's so many times I'd get in arguments with the family and after it's over, you go, oh, if I had just like bit my tongue six minutes ago, this did not have to turn into blank. You know, so. Yeah, I have definitely, I could have used that advice. Yeah, I've, same. Multiple times when I've gone home. I still need that um, advice. Yeah. <laughs> be honest, it's, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another thing would be to keep a routine. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly, I still struggle when I go home because, and I love my family. My family's, I love them. They're amazing. But mm. um, I still 
because I'm most comfortable with them because they've mm-hmm. seen me since I was born. And so they know everything about me. And so I can quickly lose my routine, whatever that is, mm. whether that's spending time with Jesus in the morning mm-hmm. or if it's going running or if it's um, catching up with mm-hmm. my community, like you've got to stay in a routine. So if that's mm-hmm. getting up at a certain time when you go home and spending time with Jesus, get that in and stay in a routine right. um, because... I know if one aspect of my life is not in routine or what I normally do, then it throws the rest of my um, life kind of out of order. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's yeah, that's, that's really, really good. I think one thing, I'm going to delve a little bit into, like, neuroscience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Please. I think, and again, I'm listening to this podcast called The Places We Find Ourselves that really does dive into through a biblical perspective Mm -hmm. of like how kind of the neuroscience behind why we feel the things that we Mm -hmm. do, but also just the encouragement that God can transform us, that change can happen through the Holy Spirit. Um, But one of the things why I think why we kind of wonder, you know, like Anna Grace said, why we kind of fall back into you know, maybe some unhealthy habits that we've picked up from our families, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, you know, we're all going through sanctification. So your parents, your family, your siblings are all going through a different journey than you are as well. But we do have family systems and we do have family environments that truly that is how God created family Mm -hmm. was for us to learn how to interact with the world. Mm -hmm. And so when Mm, we have, when we have those systems that maybe it wasn't as Christ-like or it was Christ-like, like basically everything now that we view the world is through our families mm-hmm. and how we interacted with our families. Mm-hmm. So your brain and your emotions, when you, when you go back to your what's familiar, our brains really are an incredible creation mm-hmm. because it's just, it is a lot like a computer where it's like your brain is always going to try to figure out ways to short circuit something mm-hmm. or to find like the shortest route to mm-hmm. its destination. So when you go back to your families, your brain goes, this is familiar. Mm-hmm. And it's the easiest way to slip back into the routines and the habits and mm-hmm. the behaviors that you had for years grown up with. Mm-hmm. So I say that with the encouragement of like, don't, like show yourself grace if you kind of go back, but also go in with the awareness that it's like, okay, these maybe are unhealthy things that I have. So I need to pray about this and really submit this to the Lord. Mm. But also if you fall back into that, balance that with the grace of like, okay, this is the moment in time that God is going to show me his restoration. Mm -hmm. And with that said, one of the main things is have accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, even when you go away, mm-hmm. have those people that you're texting and mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, this is a situation right now that's going on, and it's, like, getting foggier and harder to see mm-hmm. because I'm going back into an environment that was familiar. And you're right in familiar, it, too. And you're in it. And for whatever reason, it, I don't know, it gets really foggy with family. Like it does. You're not seeing as clearly sometimes. It and, does. Yeah. And I think sometimes we've all had the moment where we kind of step back and we're going, like, why am I acting the way mm-hmm. that I am, why, w- what is going on here, am I going crazy, did I even make progress, like, what, what's happening, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so, that's, that's my advice, so of just keep that accountability, and that's why community is so important, and even when there's distance, like, have the people that you're texting, I know that, like, 
Jenny Allen always says, like, mm-hmm. for radical community, like, even if you're separated, have that core team of people mm-hmm. that it's like you're not alone in the room with somebody. Right. And that's you, you need that mm-hmm. for sure. I think one thing that I've found the last probably in the last year when I've gone home is preparing before I'm there mm-hmm. and like the week leading yeah. up, like getting into the mindset, okay, I'm going, I know when I go home, I'm going to encounter this mm-hmm. and this and this, but I need to be prepared and I need to know how I'm going to respond. Mm-hmm. And also like prayerfully, yeah. um, going into that, like the week before I, and there's a friend, um, for, from college that in college, we would talk about going home and how it's going to be difficult. And so I still contact her before I go home and mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I'm going home and I would love your prayer, like going into this week with me, because I know that there's certain situations I'm going to encounter that I might not respond the right way, or I might mm-hmm. not um, do what I'm supposed to. So prepare before you go home. Yeah, that's really good. It's really, really good. And I guess everything's been fire for me too. So I'll just throw one more thing. Celebrate and make your love known. Yeah. So like, yeah. Your family, like, this is something I noticed, like, depending on your relationship, like, you're not good at maybe showing affection or Mm. celebrating, but, like, call Mm -hmm. out good things. Mm -hmm. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell your parents you love them. Mm -hmm. Mention that you're grateful Mm -hmm. um, for the way they raised you. If they raised you poorly, say, I'm thankful for this specific thing. I remember this. Bring up a good memory. Talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, like, as kids... And one of the most harmful things we can do, and there's, again, there's, we've got to work out the hurt. We've got to. Yes. But at the same time, like, sometimes our poor, I mean, our poor parents. Yeah. Like, they, they tried, they had sleepless nights. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. And then all we remind them of is when they screwed up right. as parents. No, absolutely. And it's like the same grace that we preach in the gospel and the same grace we talk about our friends, the same grace we want our parents to show us. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know. Gen Z millennial, we're all wounded by our parents and like <laughs> da 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 da. It's like let's let's let that grace go a little bit upstream mm-hmm. too. Like let's yeah. just say like, hey, in my mind they screwed up here, 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 but like, I remember family moving in on Friday, or yeah. thank you for bringing me to the library and, and having me read, and or thank you for always getting up and bringing me to soccer practice, mm-hmm. or I remember this time of the, the this Christmas when I was six and I ran out in the tree, you know, like. Whatever it is, like, celebrate, mm-hmm. make your love known. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically the rules of, like, just being a kind person. Yeah. But, like, recognizing, like, your family needs mm-hmm. it, too. Yeah. Um, well, like, let's look at Jesus, like, especially because we're looking at Advent. We're looking at, you know, his birth and his life. Um just look at how Jesus treated his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone, you know, could take the high road, it would have been Jesus because w- he was the perfect son. I mean, he was the literal perfect son you could ever wish for. And yet how he, like, honored his parents, how he respected his mom, even when his mom, you know, like, kind of rebuked him for staying behind at the temple, you know, and he just, you know, gently and lovingly said, like, Mom, like, I have you know, mm. work to do here, yeah. you know, but I love you. You know, he always extended kindness, you know, when he was dying on the cross, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the final breaths, the most painful breaths <laughs> is he looks down and he wants to make sure that his mom is taken care of, right. you know, his, you know, James, 
you know, his brothers, his siblings were the ones who always probably argued with him and probably mm. were like, oh, he's the perfect son, but who <laughs> does he think he is? And he's, you know, the bastard child of the right. family, like, because they didn't believe that he was the Christ at mm. first, you mm. know? So it's just looking to Jesus yeah. and following that example of how to interact. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's, it's uh, some you'll find this when you get married too, like, your your worst self is often what you give to the people closest to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like some of us like we feel um not maybe fearful of the people around like we want to have community, we want to have friends. So like there's some oftentimes we kinda we punch above our weight as to like <laughs> mm-hmm. how like spirit filled <laughs> we actually are. Mm-hmm. So we're like, I can be Jesus y for like 30 minutes a day when I see this person at yeah. my job or in class or I can overlook their yeah. their comment about politics or yeah. the fact they hated my favorite TV show. Yeah. But like our family doesn't. It's like, you never listen to me. You bet. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's totally understandable. But even as I'm married now, I'm like, wow, like there's, I can oftentimes end of the day, come home, give my worst version of myself yeah. to the person I love most, which is yeah. my wife, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that's something just to think about is, like, what you said. I'm still kind of marinating out about the family. Like, I don't want to comment on too much because that's the first time I've necessarily thought about it. So I'm just going to kind of let that bounce around my head for a couple of days. But that's really true, which means mm-hmm. that, like, it's really important the way that we treat yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a add-on. It's kind of at the core of um, Christianity. Well, and you think of, like, the different you know, institutes that God established government, mm-hmm. marriage, and what what was it about marriage to create family? family. Because I was just reading Malachi, and it was like um, going through basically what Ephesians 5 goes through right. about marriage, you know, and God was saying, you know, like pleading with the men who weren't faithful to their wives. It's mm. like all mm. I wanted was godly offspring. So you mm. know that family is mm. so, so important. Um And so that's the challenge of, like, when you do create your own families. But also just, like, there's a true opportunity to really display and Mm -hmm. see how the gospel can come alive in the brokenness of family and the joys of family. And even, you know, the family may not look Mm. like how we want it to, but it's, like, again, it's the opportunity to show, like, you know, the gospel really does come alive in the nucleus of family. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I hope we help some people. I, I, I think yeah, it helped yeah. me. Sweet. Because I'm like, maybe I need to apply this. So. I know, I was like taking notes. Yes. Okay, this is what yeah. I need to do. I tell you, Christmas. that podcast, mm-hmm. like, it's been it's What been was the name list. of the yeah. podcast again? I'll put it in the show notes, but it's called The Places We Find Ourselves. The Places, Places We Find Ourselves. Okay. So good. That so, 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 so helpful. Sounds super yeah. compelling. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. We are praying for you as you go back to your families. Um, You know, it's it's a great time to celebrate. It's a great time to reflect. And it's a great time to just see see and watch God move. So we're praying for you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Woo! Yep. Crossroads Podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. 
We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults. Thank you.